with this endeavor. So be as clear as possible as to what this endeavor is going to be. So think clearly about why you're going to meditate, the ultimate reason for wanting to meditate. And as you hold on strongly to this strong intention, then let that bring cooperation from the body, from the breath, and from the mind. And go to the body, make sure your posture is conducive to meditation, that the legs are in such a way that they are comfortable and they have stability, that the hands also are comfortable and stable, shoulders, elbows, your back, your head and neck, mouth, teeth, tongue, eyes, so the posture is comfortable, it has a sense of firmness and stability and you are not consciously holding the posture in place. There's a sense of ease in the posture itself. That sense of ease will determine how close you are to the deep level of meditation. So be mindful of that sense of ease. attention to the breath. You're not trying to control it. You're not forcing the mind to focus on it. You're not even concerned about distractions. You are only concerned with awareness of the breath. As you breathe out, you should be aware and you know that you are breathing out. As you breathe in, you know that you are breathing in. That is your only concern, that awareness, that knowledge of the breath. And at some point, the sense of ease in the posture gets deeper Staying aware of the breath in this way, have a part of your mind, go back to the posture to make any adjustments, if there need be any adjustment, so you can truly have a comfortable and stable posture. And the sense of ease that you felt earlier in the posture is your indicator as to whether or not your posture is conducive to meditation. Once you found the posture, the sense of ease that you felt in the body itself is now reflected in the rhythm of the breath. The breath has the sense of ease sense of ease with the breath is reflected in the mind. There's a sense of ease in the mind itself. And let your awareness of this sense of ease be like your ferry taking you closer and closer to deep meditation. Again, no. 
hold on to the continuity of awareness. Keep it unbroken following 21 cycles of breath.
infallible means through which you will achieve your goal. In this case, meditation on bodhicitta, the infallible means through which you will achieve definite bodhicitta, your teacher, the embodiment of all three jewels, appears before you in that space, appears in a form that is bright, made entirely of light, a form that inspires you just looking at it. some sense that you are in an act, the actual presence of your teacher, your guide. And when you find that conviction, no matter what its measure, how slight it may be, hold on to it as though it's the only thing that exists presently. The only thing that matters presently. Keeping in mind the teacher is the means, your infallible means to achieve the goal you seek in this meditation. And we called your motivation.
based on this strength of your intelligent regret the faith strengthened through taking refuge now make a promise according to your capacity to be strained in the future then to make up take up something to do that is of merit that is a benefit to others you've just taken and know that they have 
great power of merit and dedicate their power to help you with this meditation so you can get closer to realizing the goal.
progress in this way, slowly become aware of the body again. continuing with bodhicitta and uh, we sort of reached the, the last of the 11 steps where Jisongkapa uh, combined the two traditions of developing bodhicitta but tonight I would like to uh, bring into that uh, uh, the verse uh, the, the way that Jisongkapa asks you ask us to, con- to contemplate in order to develop bodhicitta the way he uh, presents it in the three principal paths where he doesn't really mention anything about the seven steps cause and effect or does not, neither does he mention anything about uh, exchanging self and other but he, what he asks uh, what he asks the, the person who's reading it to do is to simply think about how and he puts it in the, in, in the phrase in the words think about how your mothers feel think about their condition and by continuing thinking about this this will uh, eventually develop into a, a great sense of compassion and out of this great con- sense of compassion they will become the basis, the foundation to develop actual bodhicitta but, you, uh, uh, but in, that st- in that itself as Prabhupada Karimbache uh, indicates uh, you can't really just take those words without some sort of uh, foundation and, uh, and develop bodhicitta with it because in there it says think about how your mothers feel if you don't already have the sense of looking at all beings in a, uh, the same way you would regard your own mother, then this w- will not lead you to, to bodhicitta. So that's why you have to go to first, before you even start thinking about, about that, about those words, get to the point where you regard all beings very dearly. And when you regard all beings very dearly, and when you consider their conditions, when you just think about their conditions, then a sense of great compassion arises within you. Okay, so uh, after this becomes the basis for developing uh, one of the basis for developing bodhicitta, the other basis for developing bodhicitta is a sense of taking responsibility. Okay, so based upon this great compassion, then you feel then. It, uh, it sort of uh, urges you to take responsibility, and after taking, res- after developing the sense of taking responsibility, then looking for what can I do to really bring about the end of suffering, to, uh, to bring about the the end of, of their suffering conditions. And if you do not look at uh, Buddha being a Buddhahood with a realistic from a, uh, from a if you don't have a realistic appreciation of what Buddha it is then you will never get, you, will not, you can't really get to that step you may wish strongly that they not suffer but that wish itself is not bodhicitta 
until you have a conviction, uh, a definite conviction that Buddhahood is an existence that can be actualized. So you have to begin to uh, uh, give yourself an appreciation of what Buddhahood is. That's why perhaps there's all these different, uh, all these different uh, presentations about what is Buddhahood in a sense of when you become a Buddha, what is your experience? Of course, you can take uh, hints from the, all those different presentations, but the main thing is it must be you must have an appreciation of it in such a way that you yourself become convinced of it that it's possible. If you just read somebody's text, somebody's uh, presentation of, of Buddhahood, and then just because it is being presented to you by whatever, by whoever, and you and you and you. Perhaps it's something that you never heard of before, something you, you, you don't even uh, you're not even you may not be per- perfectly convinced of at the time that you're reading it. Just by repeating those words in your mind is not going to help you get to bodhicitta. You yourself must arrive at a at, at a deep conviction that Buddhahood is an, a possibility that you yourself can actualize. You have to uh, have a deep conviction that there are Buddhas and that you yourself can achieve it. And the only way to arrive at this conviction is to look at at your condition, look at the condition that is not that that you are aspiring to or that you wish, that you wish that you would be experiencing. So in some sense, what you are aspiring to is one of the uh, it could be uh, a quality of of, 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 uh, of what Buddhahood is supposed to be so it's, it's not I'm not saying that if you fantasize that Buddhahood is uh, eating ice cream all the time every night then, then actually that's what Buddhahood is okay. but to taking ice cream <laughs> as an example you can say the, if you enjoy eating ice cream the, the, the enjoyment that you get from, from ice cream something, rel- something close to that enjoyment is, is related to the, the, the condition of being a Buddha not that necessarily Buddhas eat ice cream all the time they have ice cream all the time that's why they are Buddhas okay. but if they want to I guess they could but, <laughs> but something to, what, uh, to, to the sense of what, I, to what you get from that okay so the reason I'm using uh, uh, something as uh, ice cream is that it must be something that you, in the same way that you have a, a degree of conviction in whatever whatever in your life that you have a conviction is, in that degree of conviction must also be applied to Buddhahood. Until, unless you develop that level of conviction in it, in Buddhahood, then you're missing a very one of uh, a very important element in bodhicitta. So bodhicitta is not just only, and I'm not saying just only as if it's it's a meaningless. It's not that that meaningful. It's not only having compassion for others. Okay. Uh, the other element about bodhicitta is because it says you're aspiring for something, and that's something if you don't really, uh, if you're not convinced at, at the deep level in your heart that it that it is uh, something that can be actualized then you can never get to bodhicitta, no matter how uh, strong your compassion may be. Okay. So, uh, at some point when you are, when you, when you, when, when you are starting to develop uh, mm-hmm. the sense of great compassion, your mind has to hold on to this great compassion, and then while it's using this great compassion, it's sort of like a, a house for you to do your, uh, your contemplation, so you're, you're in this sense of compassion and then you're looking at, at, at Buddhahood and you're seeking a conviction. A conviction ab- ab- about it. You're seeking a realistic appreciation of what it may be like. And of course, uh, the, what you appreciate may be just a sliver of what it may be, but it is something that, 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 that is, uh, has some degree of, of, of reality to it. By reality, of course, we're not talking about philosophical, philosophically ultimate reality. Okay, we're talking about, about something that when you experience it, you know you're experiencing it. 
Okay, and and, you, and it's a valid experience. So, um, think perhaps that maybe you already have uh, this this realization, this uh, it's uh, this realization where you have uh, this equal dear regard for all beings, and not just all human beings, but whatever you can put the label being on. You, you feel the sense of endearment towards towards that, okay, and then you start thinking about how what they are going through, and then watch and feel what's what's coming up in your heart. Feel, try to have a palpable sense of this compassion, and once you have stabilized this, uh, once the compassion comes, you stop and just try to just feel the compassion. When the compassion starts to uh, fade, then you go back again. You. Having, uh, looking at all beings with a sense of, of endearment and then consider their condition, what they're going through and bring forth that compassion again. So you want to bring that compassion to a stability where you don't have to go to reviewing uh, all beings are suffering, all beings are suffering. So when you're, a- when you're able to have some stability of, uh, you're supposed to stabilize this sense of compassion, then you want to use that as the basis for you to now consider Buddhahood and you want to reach a conviction so that you will naturally find yourself thinking that it is the obvious thing to aspire to. And aspiration is not just uh, words in your mind. It's not just made up, but an actual aspiration. You really believe that it's something, it's, it's an existence that you can, that you can uh, uh, actualize, that you can experience. In the same way where you can have a conviction that uh, um, it's raining. If you don't want your head to get wet, you, you are convinced that the umbrella will, will, will protect your head from getting wet. In that same way that you have that conviction about the umbrella protecting you from, from the rain, you have to have that conviction that you can actualize Buddhahood. Only then, in the same way when it's raining, you just grab the umbrella without thinking about it. In the same way, you want to be able to aspire. You want your life to become an uh, uh, aspiring towards Buddhahood. No? Okay. So you do your meditation. Try to get to uh, a sense of uh, looking at all beings in a, in a dear way, and then think about their conditions. And uh, you can extrapolate from conditions that you are experiencing, and then know that they are going through that similar or the same or even worse. And then try to really feel that sense of compassion. Try to stabilize it, and then from that, try to begin a conviction about Buddhahood. Okay. All right. So let's get the, the body in line. Make the body comfortable and have a sense of stability. If you can have a, as vivid a memory as you can, recalling a sense of the sense of uh, ease, the sense of comfort. You, the sense of equanimity that you experienced before the, the break of the talk and try to have it and the vividness of that memory will somehow somewhat infuse your being so make it easier and faster for you to get to that state.
sense of regard, equal regard, a dear regard for all beings.
not with the meditation class. Anyone has any questions? I guess some of you have done it before. This one has taken by surprise. <laughs> Anyone has any questions?